what's going to be? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast, brought to you by Dark Fusion Systems, the best custom computing for your gaming, creative, whatever it is experience. You can get $100 off your entire build using the code CPPOD at checkout or anytime during your build at darkfusionsystems.com, link description of the podcast. So go check them out and get that discount. Now it's time for us to go back to the Canadian hardcore scene and put a spotlight on the band Rock Pile, where we talk about, again, the growing scene, this insane concept of a hardcore show at a wrestling match, and so much, much more. Are you guys ready for another one of these? Oh, yeah. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast, you know that we've made a commitment to basically putting a highlight and putting a spotlight on the amazing thing that is the Canadian hardcore scene right now. It started out with our podcast with Rust and Rob from Rust gave us three bands that we had to check out. One of them being this band right here. So we said, screw it. We're checking them out. Let's follow along with that. And bing, bang, boom. Now you get to know all about them on the Core Progression Podcast. So please welcome Nico and Gallon from the band Rock Pile, the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thanks for thank having you, us. Thank you. Thanks for being on, guys. And I'm not sure about how many people, especially on the podcast of the audience, are going to necessarily know who you guys are, especially because we're trying to put a spotlight on so many bands of Canadian hardcore scene right now. So I'm going to start out by this. Give me the backstory. Give me the origin story, like superhero style of Rock Pile. how this all come together? I want to know what's going on here. I want to know how you guys came to be, basically. I'll let Nico take this question. Well... I guess it basically came to be just based out oh, Gallon. If you want to go ahead, go for it. No, no, you, you, you're the OG on this one, buddy. You go ahead. Okay. So basically, long story short, Rock Pile is kind of like the, the project. I'll say. So me and our bass player Tony, uh, we were just talking for years, but like, hey, you know, it'd be cool to play hardcore. Uh, again, I should say for myself, like I've been playing in like hardcore, um, metallic hardcore, metalcore bands probably since I was about like. 16 17 years old i'm 28 now um we kind of like i've been kind of going to shows the entire time since i was a teenager since probably about 13 um but kind of like dipped in and out of bands and styles i'll say so with the pandemic obviously in canada our restrictions were um pretty intense and whatnot but once basically things started to loosen up a bit like me and tony were just kind of like you know it'd be fun to just do like a hardcore project just for the sake of it no expectations we originally weren't even really going to be playing live like it was just kind of going to be like an internet thing um i'm not gonna lie like the demo we released is some like songs that were sitting on guitar for all my laptop since like 2016 2017 um and the band was actually originally gonna be called like cash app ad like we were just gonna go like totally just bonkers with it and then long story short it actually just came to fruition with talking to friends and old bandmates from other projects and whatnot um i'm not gonna lie the band was basically spiritually concepted, like, yeah, concepted, I think is the word, conceptualized, whatever, um, with Gatlin on vocals. Um, Gatlin has a very specific style. Gatlin's an OG when it comes to hardcore in our region, Sudbury, 705 area code. Um, it was, like, written with the full extent of, like, him kind of, like, being, like, I'll call it like, the heart and soul of the band. So this is kind of what it ended up with. And when we released the demo, like there was just a lot of really awesome reception from places we never expected, like Flin Flon, Manitoba, which I doubt anybody on this podcast has ever even heard of little mining town in like Manitoba. 
it reached out to the East Coast in Newfoundland where there's mining towns and all that because the the band kind of took like a very like mining union centric theme just because it was an ode to Sudbury in ways with where where we're from mm-hmm. is basically a town that was started off as like a big mining town, I like guess small city of sorts. Um, so everything we do is kind of like, you know, that like mining town, super union centric and whatnot. Um, but the reception was just kind of like coming from weird places. Uh, Southern Ontario really, really took a, like a great liking to us, which I was like, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like Rob from Rust was like one of our biggest, like first supporters ever. Um, he booked us to play one of our first shows in Hamilton, Ontario with Steel City Hardcore. Um, it's been wild, I'll say that much. And basically everything that kind of started off as just being a couple of guitar profiles and just kind of screwing around, I'll say, led to where we are now where we're doing podcasts and playing shows in cool places and hopefully doing cooler things as time go on too. I mean, doing cooler things as time goes on, that seems like the route that you guys are already taking, just given the fact that when you guys started this, I, I love the fact that your initial idea was to do it as an internet band and have the name of the band be Cash App AD. Because, hey, if someone saw that, if I saw that name, I'd be like, I'd kind of be interested to say, that's funny as shit. Why don't I just actually send them like five bucks just to see if this is legit or not? And then all of a sudden see on social media, you guys post, hey, this random dude just gave us five bucks. Fuck yeah. And then just, oh shit, this is actually real. That would be hysterical. I still love the name Rockpile though, just how it kind of really fits in with what you're talking about where you guys are from Sudbury, basically a, you know, a mining town where it be, when it began. And you're really taking the name and really putting that into your own roots as well, allowing for the song that you guys wrote, the initial demo, to really capture the emotion, the feeling of where you guys were, the environment that you were around, and the ideas of the town that you guys are around. And that ended up reaching out to so many other places that are formed very similar to Sudbury, having that mining background to it. And a lot of people that are still in those industries to really get behind the band already because they felt like there was somebody that was possibly in this hardcore scene connecting to what they were going through. But when they find out you guys are from these areas, it's like, okay, these guys get it. We can get behind this because it feels like this is part of us. It's an extension of these areas, an extension of these towns. Absolutely. And it's actually hilarious because even like people that I would call not in the hardcore scene, like I can't tell you how many times like people who work for So the big companies in town in Sudbury for mining are uh, Valet and uh, which is a company that's like I believe based in Brazil and then Glencore, which I believe is based in the UK. Anyway, long story short is that there's a bunch of just miners in their like 50s and 60s that work for these companies and that like our members like literally go work in these mines and these random what I'll call dads or like, I guess grandparents in some ways just know who rock pile is. They're like, those guys are awesome. Those guys are hard. And like, these guys have never been to a hardcore show ever. Like I'm sure they've seen Metallica cover bands and stuff like that at like a local VFW hall, but like just totally like how, like it makes me wonder, like, how do you know how we, like, how do you know who we are? And this was happening at a time where we maybe played like one show, two shows. I'm like, okay, I, I don't get it, but whatever. I'm rolling with it. It's been a band of full of surprises. I'll say that much. I feel like you have to roll with it at that point, just because it's something that is so unique to your band already, where only play maybe one or two shows. And why are there so many people that are getting behind it? You captured the emotion. You captured this intense feeling that a lot of these people had dealt with that are going through and that they felt for so many years. You put that into a song and they're just connecting with it over and over and over again. So even though it's like, yeah, the you know, 50 and 60 year old miners that that might not necessarily be 
the hardcore scene or the group of fans that you necessarily thought you were going to go for. But if you're connecting so well with them, who knows who else you're going to be able to connect with within that realm as well. How you can write from your own experiences and write from your own backgrounds, write from the place that you're from and really take the experience of the people around you and put those into songs, put that into your music. You have a chance to connect with so many people from so many different industries, even from so many different walks of life to get into Rock Pile, where you guys are going to go out and play some shows and yeah, you're going to see probably one of the most diverse crowds you've ever seen age-wise based on the style of music you play, but also based on the content that's within it that connects with so many other people. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. I'll say this much. We've definitely resonated with crowds and with people that I would have never expected to. And some that like I would I was hoping to connect with, but didn't know if it would reach them. And it it seems like it has. So I'm I'm very satisfied with it. I don't know what you think about that gap, but I think the reception has been pretty good so far. Yeah, like you said earlier, um, a huge shout out to Steel City, everybody in Hamilton. They put us on first. Uh, they really opened the doors. Those guys down there are like family, all the boys. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's the shows have been uh, been interesting. A lot, a lot of love. And then uh, we got a show coming up. We're playing a wrestling event. So uh, it's it's going to be pretty crazy. It's pretty exciting. Okay, before I even go and ask about what these shows are like, okay, now I'm, I'm very curious right now. You're playing a show at a wrestling event. We sure are. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, there's a really cool story about it. Like, it's really, I'm, to be honest, like, for myself personally, it's the show I'm the most excited for that I've ever played. Um, there is some lore to it. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, um, we're playing Kitchener, Ontario, which is kind of like Southwestern Ontario. Um, it's going to be basically a, what's called like a punk rock show slash wrestling show. So essentially there's going to be a stage and then there's going to be the pit, but in the pit, there's going to be the wrestling ring. And basically the wrestling ring, there's going to have, there's going to be matches. And then there's going to be like, let's say like two matches and then a band will play. And then like a couple matches and a band will play. So Basically, we're going to be playing. So this is the cool part. So I guess I, this would probably come up later in the podcast, but I feel like it's probably a good time to explain this. That um, So our song that we shot a music video for, Out of Spite, is we wrote that song for a friend who is a wrestler named Jimmy Spite. So because his ring name is Jimmy Spite, that's why it's called Out of Spite. And uh, basically, lyrics are super like wrestling-centric and whatnot. Um, so what we're excited for is that Jimmy is going to be wrestling at the Kitchener show, the wrestling event, and we're going to be playing his intro music live for his match. So we get to pretend like we're code orange playing at the WWE events for a night. Let's and go. I'm really, really thrilled about it. The thing that just gets me to smile specifically is because when it comes to like, when it comes to wrestling for myself, I mean, I'm not really as into professional wrestling as I was when I was a kid. However, if I can go to like an independent promotion, especially because where I live right now, like one of the more like insane promotions in the area that I live in, their main hub is less than like a mile away from where I live. So if I want to, I can go walk to this bar. There's about 100 people there all the time and just watch some insane hardcore matches, you know, people getting light bulbs busted over them, people going through tables, still having chair shots to the head. And it's just like, this is, this is absolutely awesome. But then thinking about mixing it with, with a concert at the same time as well, what kind of music do you want to have in there? You got to have something that's high energy, high, high impact, 
that's going to be pit inducing because everyone that's there, they want to see the action. They want to feel it. And after they're feeling it, you guys go up on stage after like a match or two. And now everyone that's in the crowd, they open up the pit and they kind of get their own time to just let it let loose. It's the perfect combination. And my biggest gripe with it is why the hell is this not happened around here? And why the hell am I not going to be there for that show? How am I just find out about this now? Get your Honestly, passport going, bud. Yeah, there you go. Get your passport. Come to Canada. We'll welcome you. No problem. Put you on the guest list. I do already have my passport, so that part is already done. So we're good there. We're, we're good there. We got the hard part done. Uh, now the next part is... There we go. How the fuck am I going to get out there? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That is a bit, that is a very true concern. So well, hopefully... It, it, I'll say this much. Hopefully one day we can end up where you are. Well, actually, because I remember uh, at the end of the episode I did with Rob from Russ, one of the things we talked about was uh, like one, like there was going to, they were doing, thinking about doing some shows that like for Russ, like towards like, you know, fe- I think it was end of February or something. They were talking about like doing something big for, and they're like, dude, you should come out for him. Like, you're telling me this now. You're telling me, you're like, give me some advance. Like, we could actually pull this off. I looked at how far it was to drive there. I'm like, huh, it's like a nine hour drive. I've had worse. We can do this. There you go. Nine hours. Ain't too bad. I, honestly, I feel like it is still a long time though. We just played, we played Windsor for the first time, um, probably about like almost three weeks ago now, and that was an eight-hour drive for us, and that we felt it. We definitely felt it, and that we didn't even leave the country. Yeah, and, yeah. Because if you guys went to Windsor, was that and that's right on the border, right next to uh, Detroit, right? Yeah, you got a hop, skip, and a jump from Detroit. L- literally, just go over the uh, go over the little waterway, just just you know, right over the bridge, past Border Patrol, you're good. Exactly. Honestly, I do really want to play Detroit. I would like to do it. It's on the bucket list. But, you know, first things for I'll say this first things first, the wrestling show. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I'm still insanely jealous that that's happening, though. That is just something that's absolutely insane. I would love to see more places do stuff like that because it just fits. And then especially with you guys creating out of spite for one of the wrestlers, being able to play that live as he walks out. It adds so much more lore behind the band as well because now people that are at this wrestling show that don't necessarily know who you guys are already maybe and they know that they're gonna be wrestling fans they're gonna see this happen and they're gonna be like oh shit we gotta check this out we gotta check out this band called rock pile well you're in luck because they're probably playing next like an actual set next not just one song yeah we're gonna we're gonna be playing our full set for sure but we're definitely gonna be playing his intro music so it's yeah, I'll just say this much. I can't even imagine, like, I'm trying my best to just, like, want, like not think about it too much because once we're there in the moment, it's just going to be, I just want to soak it in for myself personally anyway. Oh, oh, you have to, too. And kind of just shifting gears a little bit because one thing you didn't mention when it came to the conception of the band, you guys had this completely idea with Gatlin in mind on vocals. So how did, like, what was that about? Like, did you just, like, absolutely love his style love how he was putting it out there and then how did this all come into fruition with him specifically and said yes i'm talking about you gatlin <laughs> well like nico said um i didn't really know the guys had an idea um they said they had this thing cooked up for a while stored on the laptop somewhere uh we ended up going to uh hold your grounds fest uh, a year ago uh, the first year they did it, and we're all sitting there. We saw this band, uh, Inf- Infamy, played, and we're like, this band is crazy. I know Nico for sure. He was like, you know what, I re- this kind of just kind of kick-started it. And we're like, why aren't we playing music? Like, we're not doing anything after work. We all have, you know, daytime jobs. Sometimes me and Tony are on nights, but 
the uh they threw some stuff together and uh we we went over to connor our guitar player's house one day and they were like you know what this is what we got we threw it down on a computer and uh grabbed the mic and we just kind of let me do my thing just kind of winged it it was uh i had a few ideas connor me and connor collectively we write the lyrics together uh and then when we just heard the demo the style of it we were like this is sick this is a lot of fun Makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be listening to stuff and you're gonna absolutely enjoy it and you feel like, okay, this is gonna be a lot of fun, I can get into this, I can absolutely crush this. And Nico and the guys had kind of melt built this around your vocal style and it fits in perfectly. You know, why not go for it and see what happens? And again, see what happened right when you guys started this. The first song that you released, the first demo, connected with so many other people from a specific like industry in, in the world. And it's going all across the country. Like it's going all the way east down to the, you know all the way to the East Coast again on the Atlantic Ocean in Newfoundland. And then you're having it in the, you know, this little mining town of Manitoba where it's absolutely popping off. Y- you guys definitely hit on the combination of lyrics, on the combination of vocal pattern, vocal style, and the combination on instrumentals as a whole to connect this whole entire thing. You have so- these three pieces that are working so well together that you guys have a fantastic start and are just keep going and going and, you know, just going to keep growing and growing, especially as this Canadian hardcore scene continues to get more light shined upon it and continues to get more recognition for all the bands that are doing so many great things. Again, it's just a piece of connectivity where people are going to listen to your music and if they have any sort of feeling or inclination or any sort of history with whatever topic you're bringing up and that emotion, they're going to connect with you guys right away. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I take, that's a big compliment as far as I'm concerned. Like, it really feels like a good start for us. And, like, we're hoping to just kind of enjoy all the moments we have with the band and whatnot and just kind of see where it takes us. And I, as you mentioned, even before, like, before, like, Canadian hardcore right now is in a great spot. Like, it really is. Like, it's just, it's so, like, it, it's blown my expectations. Like, as Rob has already said, like, there was kind of a lull right before the pandemic where it really wasn't that strong. And even myself personally, like, I wasn't this super invested in it as I was during let's say like the mid 2010s like I feel like late 2010s and like Canadian hardcore was definitely a lull and then like I don't know what it was maybe it was a pandemic maybe it was just people like pining for it again like they just missed it but like it just feels like some old faces now at these shows but a lot of new faces um shows are popping off like specifically Steel City like Hamilton Ontario like that is the place to play like it really is like American bands like they should all be like clamoring to play there. Like it's just amazing. Um, Toronto's great too. Um, Toronto's obviously like a popping off spot. Like I honestly find the Toronto crowds are like incredible. Like to be honest, there's big cities in the U.S. that I'm like, th- like Toronto is much better than this big city in the U.S. That's my own personal opinion. And I've been to shows in big cities in the U.S. So it's one of those things where I feel like, as much as I don't live in Toronto. And I don't live in Southern Ontario. We're from Northern Ontario, but I, I want to say that Southern Ontario right now is popping off. There's lots of great bands. Um, people are extremely nice and friendly. Like shows to me in a lot of ways have never been like a safer place to feel like a sense of community or like belonging. Like it really is right now. It feels like the way I felt when I was 14 years old at shows. And like, okay. that's something. Cause I loved going to shows when I was 14. And then it kind of felt like, you know, people start to get jaded and then drama happens. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm double that age and I get to experience this again. <laughs> like, I feel so lucky. I'll say that much. Not an experience again, but, you know, be on stage and be a whole part of it in a different capacity at the same time too. 
Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Be on stage and stuff like that as well. I, the only reason why I bring up like the crowds and whatnot is just because I feel like it really like scenes really do allow for bands to be great. If that makes sense. Like, it's like, if, I think that you've said it before. I don't remember if like, you said this with Rob or whatnot, but it's like when the local community gets behind you, it allows you to kind of like expand further because someone basically can like vouch for you. They can mm -hmm. like basically say like, Hey, this band's awesome. You should check them out. Like it basically allows the reach to expand. So I really do believe a strong local scene allows for um, a strong, healthy local scene allows for you to basically like do cool things and just kind of express yourself in the way that you want to and have fun while doing it. Yeah, I know. I kind of said something similar like that to Rob, especially because where I was coming from, it was thinking about certain pockets within the United States where when a band, it's like, okay, if you're coming out of this city, you're coming out of this scene, sometimes it's you're coming out of, you know, say you're a, say you're a hardcore band coming out of, I'm trying to think of a play, coming out of like Denver. It's like, well, that's not really known for that specifically. So there's not as much, you know, there's not as much just like embedded understanding that this could possibly be good. You know, you're going to want to check this out. But if you're a heavier band, you come from somewhere like Chicago or Boston. Yeah, there's going to be people who are like, okay, we got to check this out because that local scene is considered to be much stronger. And it's like, okay, they're going to get behind this as well. They're known for these kinds of this type of music. So let's see what they got. So you guys, especially when it comes to the Canadian hardcore scene, the more eyes that get put on it, especially with how it's popping off, yeah, as you guys continue to grow, it's going to keep happening that way. It's going to keep growing overall. And when it comes to just like the conversation I've had about the Canadian hardcore scene, the why it's kind of popped off the way it has been, I've kind of thought of it from three different aspects. One is the pandemic, actually, because when the pandemic hit, you know, I know you guys in Canada, you guys had insane restrictions, much more than we had here in the U.S. But when it comes to just the emotions that people were feeling and everything else that was going around there, the just this this like wanting to just get back to normal, this wanting to break free from, you know, these restrictions from whatever the government was trying to tell you what to do. That resonates with more of a hardcore sound. So when it was finally able to break, that's what people were attracted to. That's where people wanted to go. Plus, hardcore was starting to get more popular as well in the mainstream. And I got a point specifically to knock loose on this. So now you're seeing mainstream pick up on this. So it adds a little bit more of a light shine onto it. Plus, I think my third point is when it comes to something that Rob said, it was a lot of people were getting back into the scene. And when people were getting back into the scene, they were more invested in it. So the quality of music and the quality of shows was getting better. So everyone wanted to come out because the emotion was there. The connectivity was there amongst people because everyone felt like they were like, we, this is finally something we can do to get out where we can be ourselves and we're not locked away in our houses due to COVID restrictions. And the music was just connecting with that emotion. But also the quality was so good where everyone felt like they were going to have a great time no matter what they were going for or who was playing. It was going to be a good time. And that embeddedness it was something that Steel City was able to really pick up on and give so many bands like you guys this massive, massive, massive opportunity to have this huge local scene to really build upon and get your music out to not only other places within Canada, but down here in the U.S. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys could just like if you guys think I'm right or wrong, just please tell me because if, if you guys there you get a different take on it, I'm like I'll, I'm all ears to hear what you guys think, especially because you guys are in this scene specifically. I think that like I definitely think that you're onto something there for sure. I think that like I feel like the biggest thing like from the Canadian perspective on things, and again, I'm not from Southern Ontario, so I can't comment because Northern Ontario has been kind of like it's like where we're from, Sudbury is like a notoriously like kind of 
different scene I'll say than Southern Ontario. Like we're about three and a half hours away, like North of Toronto. Mm -hmm. So we've, we have our own sound, like historically it's been different. We kind of have like a different flavor in a lot of ways, but from what I gather of everything and like when I go to shows in Toronto, Ottawa, I haven't been to a show in Montreal since the pandemic ended, but I just mean like when I see like what's different there, it feels like, I think that, you know, like when the phrase of like, kind of like, uh, uh, what's the phrase to describe it? It's like distance makes the heart grow fonder. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the best way I describe it. That's what it felt like to me. Everyone just kind of like um, started to appreciate things more when we couldn't have it anymore. It almost felt like we took it for granted. And then when we got it back, it was like, we were just so happy to have it back. But hardcore is a pissed off genre too. So I wouldn't be surprised if like, if some people were like, I, I, I guarantee you, and I'll actually say it's like straight up there are bands that are probably they were a result of like people being pissed about everything and that the raw energy translates to their music. Um, but at least from my own personal experience and the stuff that we're doing with Rockpile and how I can describe it for myself, I would say that it's more like I'm just happy to have live music and like just like aggressive music back in my life again in the way that it was when I was younger. That's the that's my take on it. I like that. I do like that take, Gatlin. What about yourself? I gotta, I gotta say, man. Um, the pandemic, with that lull, like personally for myself, uh, during the pandemic, I moved out to Calgary, out west, and I was itching for a show. Um, I was scouring, and I remember there was one show. Shout out Jessa. Um, she introduced me to a lot of people out there in the Calgary scene, and I thought there was a show going on. I show up, it was a pop up, uh, just like a little bit of a market. And it was all the bands selling the merch, but they were doing something like that to kind of revive the scene. It was slowly people get together. So, and then I remember when the show did pop off, it was like, like Nico said, I felt it was so much of a lull for that, whatever it was, two, three years that going back to a show felt like it was almost reliving that childhood where it was like the first couple of times going to a show. It was amazing. And, and I loved it. And then uh, again, Jessa, Everybody from Toronto, they did Hold Your Grounds. That was a big fest, especially for Ontario. It was just nice. And then you get to see everybody again. You get to meet all these new people, people you didn't even know of, bands you didn't even know about. And, uh, yeah, I got to say, again, Steel City, Hamilton, they did a lot. Um, right away, they were like, those are the people that we saw. And, uh, yeah, no, it's it's nice to be able to go back to shows now. And I think, I think that's what's going on right now is, you know, besides the pandemic, um just good bands coming out like steel city bands toronto bands you got bands out west not just ontario montreal it's uh i think it's just pulling people and uh it's it's really nice to see see there's something you just kind of said there too which is kind of pops something else in my head where when it comes to the growing scene when it comes to how big it's getting how it's continuing to get bigger and bigger is of course the initial thing that was the pandemic it's people being able to go back to shows and they get that feeling once again of we're back at this again we're back connected with people that absolutely love the same kind of stuff we do love the same music we do even if we come from all different backgrounds we have this connectivity point that makes us so damn happy that we want to just continue to roll with it and it's a great absolute launching point for the scene as a whole but the biggest key is that's only going to last for like maybe a year because after that, you know, people might get sedentary. People might get into other things as well. It happens. But why is it continuing to grow? And it's going to be based on the absolute quality of the music that's coming out there. Because if you have that initial inciting incident of 
Now the pandemic's breaking. Now we're getting back in this and people want to go and check this out. But if the music they're checking out has such high quality behind it from so many different bands, people are going to want to be ingratiated in that. People are going to feel like this is a part of themselves. And it's a part of a whole entire group that they feel like they belong into. And it's just the, the positive of the music, the absolute quality of the music and how many great shows are popping off and how this community is being built off of that. It's a key why you guys are continuing to grow this scene over and over and over again as time continues to roll on. And it wasn't just like a flash in the pan. It's got a lot more staying power because of the quality of music that came out off of it. 100%. I, I honestly think right now, like for Ontario personally, like for like heavy hardcore, metallic hardcore, whatever you want to call it, this is the best time in Ontario for it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like we've had like really cool bands come out of like Hamilton specifically before. Like Hamilton was like all the big bands I can think of in hardcore from like the 90s or 2000s were from Hamilton. But I feel like in general, this is like a province as a whole right now. Like for really what I find, like, you know, like that, like what I'll call like down tuned, heavy, pissed off hardcore. Like this is the most prime time in Ontario. Like before I really do feel like so again, we're from Northern Ontario, but I feel like as a whole, Canada was more known for, I would call like the more melodic side of things. So whether it be like melodic hardcore, even lighter stuff like um, pop punk, shoegaze, um, punk rock in general. Like I really felt that that was kind of more what Ontario was known for. And even where we're from in Sudbury, um, we were more known for like, I'll call like an angular punk kind of take on like hardcore. So like, I really do feel like, like Sudbury really loved the band American Nightmare slash Give Up the Ghost, whatever you want to call them. That was like a band they were enamored with. Um, and I like the old heads, I mean. Uh, but I definitely feel like our stuff is kind of contrary to that. And I just feel like right now, it just feels like the heavy stuff right now. Like I, I hope it continues to have staying power because it's to me, it's like Ontario on top. Shout out Steel City. Shout out the guys who and the girls that organize Hold Your Ground. I honestly believe that that festival has done amazing things for the province. Um, we haven't had a hardcore festival like that since I think 2015. There used to be a fest in Ottawa, Ontario called Heart Fest. That was basically a big, big thing. The last year for that though was 2015. And then there was that lull we were talking about before the pandemic where there wasn't as much going on. Hold Your Ground started up again, 2022, big festival, 2023, same thing. So I definitely feel like, um, I'll just say this much. I feel like Ontario is a great place and I hope that it just continues to grow and that America takes notice because like, they're going to be happy when they come here. I, I cannot imagine they wouldn't be. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that American bands or even Americans themselves could would be bad about going to this Canadian hardcore scene, especially the bands themselves, because I feel like they're going to go to some of these places in Ontario, Hamilton, Toronto, wherever it might be, play some of these shows, like get knocked loose to go on tour just through Canada and just have them see what happens, because then you're getting so many other people from the hardcore scene coming in. And like get, being able to see them, you know, within their like in their own area and see at the local scene to really support this stuff. But then you're going to get a lot of other people too to come in and see what this is like and be like, oh, my God, look at how big this actually is. Like you don't understand this. But then from the band's perspective, especially Nakus with how much more prominence are gaining in the scene every single day. You never know what happens. what happens if all of a sudden they start saying, holy shit, Canada kicks the U.S.'s ass when it comes to the hardcore scene. Now, every hardcore band from not only America, but over in Europe, too, is going to be like, shit, we got to go play Canada now. And it's just going to be like, you look at the dates, it's going to be like, all right, five dates maybe in the U.S., 15 dates in Canada. 
I love that. I, I I'll say this much. There still are cross Canada tours. Let's get them going. Let's get them going full flush. Let's keep them going strong. Let's do more of them. I would love for more bands. Cause we, so we're kind of a bridge between Manitoba and, and, uh, in the Southern Ontario. So we, whenever it's a cross Canada tour, we're more likely to get the bill, say something a la knock loose, or we had the Acacia strain come through here, uh, uh, back in July. So like we do get bands from time to time of like, what I'll call like that caliber notoriety, but like, let's keep going. Let's keep like, let's bring back the like, kind of like small city Canada tours and whatnot. I'd love that. I'd be thrilled. So America, please. We just want like, you guys got tons of talent come through here. And obviously I'll say this much again, not to kind of like, we're t- I guess we are talking about my band or our band or whatnot. We would love to do stuff like that too. You know, our plans for like the next year would, we'd love to play some new places across Canada. We'd love to play the States. So we'll see how it goes. I'll say that much, just kind of riding it out day by day uh, and going from there. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Now let's jump to your band specifically, because of course I want to talk about you guys as well. And one thing you kind of brought up, especially a couple times during this podcast was, your live shows. I mean, we you told me what to expect when all of a sudden you guys are going to be playing an intro song for a wrestler to come out. But what are your live shows like normally? You know, give me the synopsis. I'll put it this way. Sell me on your live show right now. Even though I'm pretty much already sold, you don't have to do much. But sell me on your live show. Why should I drop everything I'm doing and travel probably 12, 13 hours up to Sudbury to come see you guys? I'm not going to lie, Gatlin. You should probably take this one because the last couple shows we've played, I've literally like... Like I'm the drummer. So like, I mean, like the, one of the shows we played, there was a fog machine. So I couldn't even see the crowd. And then like, we had to literally stop playing halfway through our set. Cause someone got knocked out and I didn't even know it. Like I did not realize I got knocked out cold. Like I had to let the other guys tell me, cause I'm just like, I can't see anything. It's the fog. So anyway, Gatlin, you, you sell, you sell us. Well, first off, I'm not a greatest salesman. I tried it before for a career and it didn't work out, <laughs> but uh, I mean, a lot of energy um and you know it's 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 got a bit of that i don't know what you want to call it that mysterious kind of thing all the boys wear clavas uh i don't ever wear anything um you know we like to mix it up style wise boys get uh you know put on their best and our sunday's best is pretty much our shows um it's a lot of fun uh we get different receptions some people like to you know, sing along with the lyrics. A lot of guys know, you know, if they know the stuff. And then you also get, like, Nico's example. I wasn't expecting it. Barry. Uh, Barry, Ontario. Shout out the guys in Clover. And shout out Baytown Hardcore. Shout yeah. out Baytown. Sorry, we should that have was, mentioned them earlier. But shout out Baytown. No, that was, <clears throat> that was one of our, that was one of the craziest, like, moshes I've seen so far for our band. Um you know, if you like the heavy stuff, you like that kind of, you know, that beat down mixed with that, you know, a little bit of E-Town flavor, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's kind of what you're going to get at our show. Uh, you know, you might laugh with us. Uh, and if you're not laughing, you might be screaming, or you might be moshing hard or kicking your union rep in the head. Nobody really <laughs> knows what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you there will, you go. You will catch me, you know. Shouting out the local unions and, you know, your electricians and sprinkler fitters and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of what we built the band on. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of, it, like I said, not a greatest salesman. What you're going to expect is it's just going to be a good time. If you like it, good. If you don't, really don't care. I think you may have you just... Can tell that, 
Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you can tell that, uh, like, just from, like, us being on stage, like, we have a lot of fun with the band. And I think that the biggest selling point I say is that, like, you can tell we're really having a lot of fun while we're doing it. And I think that's kind of contagious, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I think my big selling point was Gatlin saying you can kick your union rep in the head at, the, at these shows. I was like, now that is funny as shit, but that's a great selling point too. Just, just in, in for the comedy aspect of it. I mean, I would probably go with something like like this. Like, you know what? This band play hardcore, but we got this little bit of this mysterious element to it because everyone else you can't see him, but Gatlin. You see him right up front. You see him all. You see the facial expressions, the grittiness, the anger. You hear that melodic beatdown feel from the band. You get this sludginess to it, too, to really get that earthy tone in there, which connects with so many of these people in these trades where either you're an electrician, you're a machinist, plumber, coal miner, whatever it might be, you're going to connect with this. But if you just love to have fun and sing along with some of these songs, oh, you're going to have a blast. But if you're like me and you want to go and absolutely go ape shit in the pit and have a blast, oh yeah, that's going to happen. Would you get knocked out? It has happened before. Not a lot, but it has happened before. But trust us, the community will be looking out for you if that happens. Uh, just for the record, just to kind of like preface this. So when the guy got knocked out, we stopped playing. We basically, people like picked him up, made sure he was all good. Paramedic was called, like ambulance was called. Paramedic came in got the person they're all good no brain damage far as i'm aware of everybody made sure that like he was well taken care of so like we care this was not meant to be a novelty like hey this guy got knocked out it's a very serious thing it's like can affect somebody's health but it is a selling point for rock pile too where it's like you know we're a safe space up until a certain extent right so just watch check your head but you know we're not gonna don't be a dick i'll say that much that's my two cents yeah, it's, you create that safe space. Of course, in the pit, there are going to be the inherent risks that people that go in the pit take. We are all well aware of it, especially all of us that love to go into mosh pits. We're well aware that, you know, we might get a shot to the head. We might get knocked out. But the fact that you guys are, you know, have the whereabouts to see what happens and make sure that safety is, of course, the number one priority in this, that's always paramount to make sure that a scene is continue to thrive and have that safety behind it where if something bad might happen, or if something bad does happen, not only is the band on stage looking out for everybody, but the people in the crowd are looking out for everybody as well, so we can get anybody the help they need if something or if like, if an accident happens. That is the key, and that's a huge piece of, you know, potentially why a lot of people go to see these shows in the Canadian hardcore scene, because they know if for some reason something happens that isn't supposed to happen, if there's an accident that happens, the scene as a whole, as a collective, is going to be watching out for you. Absolutely. We care, man. We're that, you know, what's one of those things where it's a community. We're all about positive vibes and helping people and helping the community and whatnot. We're here to have fun. We're here to be inclusive. Obviously, you know, people get hit in the head. People, you know, have chipped teeth, you know, like our guitarists early at the Hold Your Ground Fest really chipped a tooth in the mosh pit. You know what I mean? The other day, so I mean, or a couple months ago, so shit happens. But I mean, overall, mm-hmm. We care about each other and you know what? Hardcore is for, what is it? All for one, one for all? I don't know. But anyway. All for one, one for all or hardcore. We sca- we, we're not scary. We just carry. Or we, yeah. I was going to try and do something with like the, you know, the Monsters Inc. We scare because we care. And I just completely butchered it. But you know what? 
Ah, well, you know what? I probably made like four bad. I probably made like four bad jokes alone in this podcast alone. So honestly, it's all good. Don't worry, you're good, man. My life is just a bad joke at this point. So ah, man, (laughs) don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, You got to have a little bit of self-deprecating humor in there to lighten it up. You know, just for funsies. Just be just be Rodney Dangerfield for a day, right? Yeah, no respect, no respect. uh. (laughs) And my house, we pray after we eat. Oh my god. Yep, yeah, you're talking to someone whose family loves Rodney Dangerfield and anything he was ever in. So, you, yeah, you For the record, I'm a big Rodney Dangerfield fan. Like, I love him so much. And there, there's a, one of my favorite things he was ever in was the, the Simpsons episode where basically Mr. Burns has the long lost son and the son's basically played by Rodney Dangerfield. Love that. Love that. Yeah, and they, and they just, it's like, oh, we're not even going to just like make this try and be like sly or anything. No. The character's going to look like Rodney. All the manners going to be perfect Rodney. Just let him flow. Just let him go. It didn't even feel like a Simpsons episode. It just felt like a Rodney Dangerfield skit. Like it was like 20 <laughs> minutes of like, okay, I guess this is the Simpsons, but it's just, just Rodney Dangerfield. But that's what made it the best. That I do remember that episode. That was a good one. So what is on the agenda next for Rockpile? What's going to happen with your music next, especially as we're closing out 2023? We're going to be going into 2024, which could very well be the best year for Rockpile so far. I've got to put so, so far. far because I don't want to put a cap on it and be like, oh, you're going to have the best 2024 and everything's downhill. No, no, no. I want it to be the best so far. So what's the plan to make it the best so far? So I would say as a whole, so 2023, we got two more shows. Uh, we're playing December 2nd in Hamilton, Ontario, probably one of our, well, obviously one of our favorite places, if not our favorite place to play, uh, playing with some cool bands. I can't remember the name of the venue. I think it's called the Corktown pub, I think. Uh, so we're playing that, uh, December 9th is the wrestling show that is in Kitchener, Ontario. I don't remember what the venue is called, but that one's going to be like the most, like, I'm so excited for that. As I've already said. Um, we don't have any, we, we have some stuff that we want to do in 2024 for shows and whatnot, but it's still kind of too early to tell. Again, we have strong Canadian winters with lots of snow and stuff like that. So we're kind of just trying to kind of see, you know, what comes our way for the next couple months. We're going to be more in writing mode, uh, come December and the next couple months as well, just cause we have nothing I'll call like super big plan for the winter just yet. Um, we're going to be recording in the spring. Uh, we're hoping to, you know, bang out what I'll call the best rock pile yet. The most like quintessentially us stuff. I want to say it's kind of like the craziest stuff we've released yet. We do have some stuff already written. Um, it's definitely going to kind of play to the kind of uniqueness to, I'll say some of our tracks. So if it's, you know, what I'll call low IQ moments, we'll have even <laughs> lower IQ moments. If we have cool kind of like, uh, like shred, we're going to have more of that. We're going to have a little bit more of, uh, kind of a moshy sensation, I guess, in some ways too. So I'll just say this much. We're going to basically turn everything up to 11 and see how it goes, but that'll be in the spring when we record. Um, honestly, if it were up to me, but obviously we all have different work schedules, like Gatlin's in school right now. Gal, uh, Tony may work night shift at points and whatnot, but I would love to play the States just like kind of like little one-offs here and there, maybe a little run of the States um, hit up some places we haven't played yet. Montreal's on the list. Honestly, it's not that far from home. Really want to play Montreal. Um, I really want to play Ottawa, Ontario as well. Ottawa used to be one of the strongest places for hardcore in Canada. At one point, it was the strongest. That's where Hardfest was located. 100%. I want to play there again. I have played there before with the previous band. Um, it's just something I just feel like it's like I love 
I love there was a resurgence in Ottawa because there's such rich history and hardcore there. Um, but other than that, I feel like, well, we're going to have more merch. I'll say that much. We'll have different merch designs, but I mean, we're a band. Gatlin, am I missing anything or what? No, um, we're going to see what happens. We're going to cook this winter, um, get some stuff going. And then in the spring, uh, we're going to record, like Nico said, uh, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing too, too crazy as of this moment. Um, we'll see what the winter brings. And then, uh, spring, we're going to go full tilt. Just keep cooking this winter. Just come up with some stuff. Like I said, just expanding where you want to go with this, have some of those high IQ moments, have some of those shred moments to really mix in there. If that's what you want to do, have some of those potential low IQ moments. Where we're just going to be bashing our heads, going crazy. And all of a sudden just hearing a big old giant woof out of nowhere, just some weird random call out or just something crazy. Just hearing from Gal just yelling, bitch. I don't know. I'm just coming up with random ideas. Uh, don't worry. That we that stuff is planned. I'll say this much. Uh, so our so basically, we used to be a four piece band, and now we're a five piece band. So one of the one of our songs on the demo has a guest vocal spot that kind of has more of what I'll call like you know like like just kind of like death metal vocals, and then kind of like almost like crowbarish vocals on the track, like Kirk Weinstein. So he wasn't in the band at the time Mario, but now he is in the band. And I told Mario, I'm like, now that you're in the band, I'm fully exploiting everything that you can do with like pig squeals, like gutturals, uh, Kirk Weinstein type vocals. Like I'm like, you're going to, you got a big job ahead of you, buddy. So anyway, so we'll see how it goes. I'll say this much. I wasn't lying when the new rock pile stuff's going to be fucking wild. God damn. I mean, now you guys got me excited for this shit. Like, I don't know, like wherever else this could go, there's excitement going on. My nipples are probably perky right now with excitement. That's what you guys just made me do. Like, what the hell? Now I got to hear some more music from you guys. Come on. I I mean, if I'm hearing about the fact that you guys can potentially get some crazy like pig squeals, gutturals, death metal vocals in the mix to really amplify certain aspects of what you're trying to go for when it comes to lyric writing, vocal patterns, just to maximize whatever emotion you're trying to portray in a specific song. Go for it. Do it. That's for sure. Like, fantastic. don't get me wrong. I can't guarantee that, you know, like it'll be like, you know, mm-hmm. you'll get all of them in one track or you'll get all of them entirely. I just mean, you're probably going to get at least one of the three things I mentioned. You know what I mean? We'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. I'll say this much. I got to go through the whole, what's the, what's the, what would be the term Gatlin? I'm not, I'm not a blue collar worker. I'll say I'm the white collar guy in the band or one of the white collar guys. So what would it be like clearance? Like, what would be the clearance for this? Like, I got to get it uh, safety it's gonna, or whatever. It's going to come down to a vote, that's for sure. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be unanimous. It's not going to be one man. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, like, what's the what's the safety term for it? In the, like, I don't know. You're, like, in the trades. Uh, like a collective agreement, let's call it. Ah, uh, whatever. Okay, whatever. Reunion theme, we'll go for it. A collective <laughs> whatever. We'll do the collective vote. Let's see if the, uh, let's see if the agreement passes the uh, the bargaining unit or whatever. We'll see if he gets past the bargaining table. There yeah. we go. There we go. It, it, it will, though. I, I'm pretty sure it will. So now you guys got me excited for the music. You guys got me excited for the future. I wish I could come and see one of those sh- any one of those shows that you guys are playing in December, mostly because that first show's in Hamilton. That sounds like an absolute ripper of a show. Funny enough, that show you guys are playing on December 2nd, that is going to be on my 29th birthday. However, I already am going to go see, I think it's Whitechapel in Flames and Meshuga that night. So... Oh. Insane I, tour. Insane I, I, may, I may get hurt from a, my from my on my birthday for the third straight year at a concert. We'll see what happens. But the wrestling one, that one has me jealous more than anything else because hardcore show mixed with you know professional wrestling. 
God damn. If, if, okay. If anyone listening, if you guys know Rock Pound, you're like, I want to go see him play live. I suggest going to either of those shows, but that wrestling one, please, please, please go to it. It's going to be one of the best nights you have when it comes to a concert in 2023 or the entire 2020s in general. So do it. I, I fully agree. Do it. I- so I got one more question for you guys, and it's basically the same question I asked Rob that led me to you guys specifically because I want to you know, shine even more of a light on the Canadian hardcore scene. I want to shine as much light on it as possible to get people to know more music that's coming out there, more bands are coming out there, and help me to get to know more as well. So I'm going to ask for three from you guys. Three total. Can you give me three bands from the Canadian hardcore scene that you're absolutely loving right now and you would love to get more people to know about? Is there any chance we can give you four? I'm yeah, give me four. four. Fuck it, give me four. I'm giving you four. Um, Big Rig. Shout out Big Luke. Just Right from Windsor. The Boys in Built on Blood. And Clobber out of Barry. They're sick. Yeah, those are four bands you need to check out. Those are, uh, keep an eye out for those guys. Yeah, they're doing great stuff. Honestly, like they're they're all heavy in their own right. They're really repping Ontario. Um, also my favorite bands going right now. Uh, some of them are really slamming. Some of them are more like kind of in like what I'll call like the traditional heavy hardcore realm. They're all awesome. We're all friends with them. Uh, cannot rep them enough. And honestly, like this Ontario scene is not just one band. It's a whole collective. And honestly, please take notice because there's really cool shit going on here. And we'd love to share it with everybody. Probably my favorite thing is out of all the bands I've done this with, especially focusing on Canadian hardcore, and I'm doing even more of this, the ones, Gatlin, that you just gave me, those are ones I've not heard of yet. So that's getting help to get more people into this as well, get more people to know about it and be like, yeah, we need more of this. We need to listen to this. We're in. Yeah. No, those are, uh, those four bands, those are those are some really tight bands, and uh, they're all good friends of ours. So, yeah, make sure you check them out. If you haven't heard from them, I'm surprised you haven't because – Especially big rig, they're coming up. Hey, I'm yeah, they're, they're awesome. Hey, I'm I'm I mean I'm not as ingratiated as that I probably could be, but I'm getting there, man. So give me like two three months, and then I'll know a lot more. And every time I hear a band, just to be like, oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that one. Oh, beautiful. There you go. Also, Love shout out the just right intro specifically. JFR that intro goes so damn hard, like it's amazing. Like shout out big Nick. Amazing. Oh, we're going to be checking that out literally right after we wrap this up. So as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which is both you guys, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug or you want to plug, promote or promote at the end of the podcast. So guys, the floor is yours. Go ahead, Nico. Drink BioSteel. They just went bankrupt, but this is the best sports drink ever. No sugar. That's my last minute marketing campaign. Please somebody buy BioSteel as a company because I buy these things religiously and when they're gone, I'm not going to know what to do with my life. That's what I'd like to cap off, <laughs> off with. <laughs> I told them don't bring up my house deal. <laughs> uh, um, nah, uh, get to work. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so bio steel and get to work are the closing remarks, but now it's time for this podcast with three specific things. One thing that these guys did not mention during their closing marks and promoter their promote plug without a plug was themselves. I mean, you're going to want to find these guys, right? You're going to want to find Rockpile. You're going to want to connect them on social media. You're going to want to watch music videos. You're going to want to be able to support them and know when shows are coming out for them. And you're going to want to be able to listen to their music as well. So you're going to want to go search this stuff up, right? 
but that might take too long. How about this? Let me act as your own personal Google for Rockpile. So go to description of the podcast where it says find Rockpile online. Links and labels for everything from social media where you can find the music, where you can stream it, buy it, download all that good stuff and go support them when they go play live shows. They're going to be there for you. So go description of the podcast. Do it. Do it. It's all there. And if you don't follow them, you're going to make me very, very sad. Don't make me very, very sad. That's not fun. All right, gentlemen, now it's time for number two. Whatever guests on the podcast, I enjoy being on the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say, thank you for being on the podcast, and I would like to continue to support you in any way I can. And this is how I do it, because you guys hit on this. I say when. When implies this is going to happen. We just don't have a day or time set yet. But when I get to see you perform live for the first time, when I get to go to a rock pile show and enjoy it, I may end up going full Liam Neeson on you, where I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will then say hi. And also, first round's on me. Love it. Me. I love it. There you go. If you're not straight edge, first round's on us. If I'm not straight edge, first round's on you. Oh, man. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm from where beer is like water here. So straight edge and me. There you go. Don't really go well together. Fair enough. Also, Milwaukee, I believe that's where Infamy's from. So honestly, we already mentioned it before. Shout out Infamy. They're an American band, but like Rock Pile would not exist if it wasn't for Infamy. So anyway, shout out Infamy. You guys rule. Well, there's another shout out right there that we are absolutely glad of because Milwaukee. Woo! There you go. Shout out the hometown stuff. Now set for number three. As we wrap this up, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye. That is way too final. I made a promise to you, gentlemen. And man, I want to keep shining a light in the Canadian hardcore scene. So probably at this point in time next year, Let's run this back again and just see how far you guys have come. Sound good? Perfect. Sounds good. Works for me, brother. Alrighty, perfect. So this is not goodbye. This can't be goodbye. This is. I'll see you later. Peace out, brother. Woo! Well, folks, this is my interview with Nico and Gatlin from the band Rock Pal. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. And this just speaks to the Canadian hardcore scene as a whole. Of course, the bands that we've brought on so far before, the bands like when we talked to the Northern when they first brought this up, when we talked with Russ, when we saw, talked with Soul Pace, and when we are going to be talking with the band Fight On Sight, literally the next episode that you guys watch. What those bands have in common, they're more from the southern part of Ontario. Rock Pals from the northern part of Ontario but you're seeing how connected this whole entire Canadian hardcore scene is. It's not, is it, is it, does it have a hub in Hamilton? That's what we're getting. Absolutely. But it's having this absolute expansive nature, much, much, much further out there. And bands that are continuing to excel in other areas are being welcomed into this scene because this scene is community. This scene is family. And the scene grows as a local scene when you have high quality music that is being played and a lot of people are getting behind it. And that's what Rock Pile has. That's what this whole entire Canadian hardcore scene has. I mean, I, I kind of look back at it too and think, why did I want to put a spotlight on this? It was because it was interesting. It was because it was something that was cool. And seeing what Rob from Russ was doing and seeing how it's connecting so many of these other bands and how I'm getting to know some of these other bands because of that idea, I'm like, this is incredible. This is Why would you want to miss out on any of this? I don't want to miss out on any of this. This is fantastic. Let's keep this rolling. Let's keep this going. And let's put a spotlight on this scene even more so so that more and more of these bands, like Rockpile, like Russ, like Soul Pace, 
like Fight On Sight, like all the other bands that have ever been mentioned during the, can you give me an example? Bands? I mean, I got a bunch of them listed here. Uh, Single Wound, Reality Denied, Panic Response, Zero to Seven, um, Bad Bet. And then the four that uh, Gatlin ended up suggesting as well. I don't want to miss out on any of these and neither should you. So yeah, go check them out. But when it comes to Rock Pile specifically, go to the link description of the podcast where it says find Rock Pile Online. Links labels for literally everything you're going to need are going to be down there to make sure you follow along with Rock Pile, know they're playing shows, all that good stuff. Also go to the description of the podcast to find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button right down here if you're on YouTube or hit the subscribe button whether or follow button whether on Spotify, Pakistan Radio, or Amazon. New podcast was every single Tuesday and Thursday and... If you're on YouTube, you get the Friday reaction videos as well. Be sure to like the videos. Be sure to like the episodes. Help push the algorithm. Leave a comment. Whether it's good or bad, I don't care. Leave it. Tell us how you think we did. Talk about the band. Let's have some fun. Thank you, Nico. Thank you, Alan, for being on the podcast. We're going to be running back again next year. On that note, that's what you guys think for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one. It's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.